Russia. Russia. Russland. Russia. Privet and hello to the Why Russia podcast. In this podcast, we ask foreigners who live in Russia one simple question. Why Russia? Today, we are joined by Josiah. Josiah, before we start with the questions, maybe you can introduce yourself a little bit for the audience. Sure. My name is Josiah. I usually go by Rose because Josiah is a little hard to say, not just in Russia, but in America too. I've got 10 fingers and I like to breathe air. Anything else you want to know? No, that's fine. That's fine. I think that's a good start. So maybe you can tell us you're living in Moscow at the moment. How did you end up in Moscow and why did you decide to be in Moscow? After graduating high school, I took a year off to work, get some life experience. And I was actually debating myself whether I even wanted to go to a higher education or not. It's a big part of America right now. I won't go into details because it'd take too long. But I, in the end, I came to the conclusion that it's better to have a degree. And if I can avoid going into student debt, that'd be fantastic. So I looked it up and I had some, I have Russian family and friends. And I found out that college or university, as it's called in Russia, is at least three times cheaper, if not five times on average, or at least that's how it was, than it is to study in America. I've got a bunch of younger siblings, they all wanted to study too. So I thought, hey, I'll save a ton of money and I'll still get my degree if I go study at an international university in Moscow. That's what I did. A great idea. And now what are you studying at the moment? So I was studying linguistics. Funny thing about that, when I got into the international university and there was a lot of international students, they're foreigners, and I saw they have an institute of foreign language. And I thought to myself, wow, that must be a place for foreigners to study Russian and linguistics overall. And it did not occur to me that foreign in this situation, in this case, meant foreign for Russians. So it was an institute for Russian study other languages. Typical American mistake, American stupidity, North American education, all that. I got in, I did my best for a couple of years, didn't get out. So now I'm taking a break to, to further increase my Russian. And after my Russian is better, I'll either go back, I'll go to a different course, or I'll just jump straight into work because I'm getting a lot of work experience now. My resume is really filling out. In general, how many years did you already spend in Russia and also in the capital, Moscow? Just a week or two ago was my fourth anniversary of moving here. So I've been here for four years now. I spent the first two studying Russian, and the last two trying to study linguistics in Russian. I don't recommend studying a language that you are not fluent in. Been in Moscow the whole time, excluding a couple trips to other cities, just like a one week, two week type thing. So I would say that my, my knowledge and experience of Russia is limited just to Moscow. And I want to clarify now, unlike some people that I know, I realize Moscow is not all of Russia. There's other <laughs> parts of Russia that are just are very different. And I do want to visit those parts, especially because I'm not really a city slicker kind of guy. I prefer small towns. But for now, Moscow is where I'm living and where I intend to live for the next few years. Yeah, I was for the first time seeing you at this YouTube channel. It's called The Expat American, and you're a regular guest on this channel, one could say. And there, in the last, in one of the last videos, you talked about your visa situation and that you got some visa problems. Maybe you can share with the audience what were some of the challenges that you faced regarding your visa in Moscow, in Russia. 
I want to start off by saying that the ex American, I'll let you in on a little secret. <laughs> He's a YouTuber. He does YouTube things like taking this tiny problem and turning it into a big video. I could break an arm and he'd make a whole video about that. So yeah, I had some visa issues. I've had visa issues the entire time I've lived here. Nothing major, just the general, oh, got to fill out this form. Oh, need to go to that office. There's, for me, the issue wasn't so much getting the visa, it's maintaining the visa. My solution to all of those has been brute force, just doing what they tell me to do, going to different offices until finally I fix the problem. Or in some cases, somebody gets annoyed enough to fix the problem for me. I don't recommend that. It usually just creates more problems. This time, though, as anybody who's seen the video will know, I've applied for my RVP, it's like a residency. And unlike the visa, which has to be renewed annually, the residency will just last for, I think, like a decade. I'm a bit unclear on the details. And in any case, it'll be a lot easier to maintain. I won't have to take care of all of this stuff at least nothing that regular Russians won't have to take care of too, like registration. That's something that they have here that we don't have in America. Make sure you stay on top of that. It's a big problem. You have to pay a fine if you get it wrong or if you forget. Yeah, in this video that I watched, you were also going to Sakharova, this visa center at the outskirts of Moscow. And I could really relate to the situation because I was also in the center maybe, I don't know, five times in my life. And it's quite an experience every time. So maybe... You can tell the audience also a little bit, how is the visa process there? Did you wait a long time or was it smooth in the end? How did you get out of the situation in the end? Oh yeah, so it was, I was there for a long time and I wouldn't say that the, the process of going to Saharovo and taking care of all the documents there, it's not difficult, it's just tedious. I arrived like half an hour, maybe an hour after the place opened and I had to sit in that waiting room for I think four hours. It's been a while and I'm naturally forgetful. If you want to know the specifics, go check out the Expat American YouTube channel. But mainly the whole process of just sitting in a room until they call up your number and then giving them the documents you prepared before time. Very important to make sure you've done everything correctly because if you've messed up even one thing, you have to redo it all and you have to go back to the end of the line. You have to wait for hours in that room again. Yeah, again not a difficult thing to do it's just very tedious very boring i even brought my computer which i have books downloaded onto i read all the books i downloaded and then my computer died and still i had to just keep sitting in that room waiting yeah you told us already that you are now living four years already in moscow and russia and before that you lived many decades i guess um, in the united states so maybe you can tell us a little bit about the cultural differences between the U.S. and in Russia. What do you like in Moscow? What do you don't like? First, I want to clarify. I didn't even live in America for two decades. All right. I'm not old. Okay. <laughs> I'm still pretty young. All right. For the cultural differences, I should also clarify that a lot of the differences in my life now than my life half a decade ago, they stem from having grown up and lived in a small city compared to now living in a big city. That's where all the main differences are coming from. For instance, I moved to New York or to London. I'd still be having these differences, these issues. They're not so much Russian specifically. That said, there are a few cultural differences that stand out for me in Russia. The first thing is that growing up half Mexican, Florida, we've got very strong, flavorful food, lots of spices. 
don't want to say mean things about Russian food, but it's just, it doesn't hold for me personally. I get that it is for a lot of people. I'm happy for you. If you enjoy it, you like eating it, go ahead, eat all you want. I need red pepper. I need strong seasoning, strong flavors. And this that's a cultural difference that I struggle with living with my Russian stepmother. I don't have any issues with her. It's just that our tastes are so different that I have to eat out a lot in order to get my fix of flavor. Another thing is the difference in expected gender roles between America and here. I feel like this could cause some political, cultural tension or arguments, so I don't want to go into details. I won't say which one I prefer. I will, however, say that there is a difference between what is expected of men and their relation to one another here compared to the expectations in America. So be prepared for that if you want to move. Don't come here expecting to change things. Don't go back to America expecting to change things. You put in enough work, I'm sure you can't, but each country has its culture. It has its way of doing things. I need to get used to the Russ way of doing things, even if it's not something that I really know how to do. And I have to learn on the fly. I have to ask, like pretty much every date I've been on, I had to say, hey, Am I doing this right? Is this is this the normal thing to do in Russia? I'm not being some weirdo American, am I? Luckily, I do pretty well, I think. One last cultural difference I would say, I don't really know how to bring it up is... Okay, so there's a lot of different ways of thinking in this world. That's something pretty obvious. But growing up in America, we have this thought that there's modern thinking, there's old thinking. Nobody thinks with the old style of thinking anymore. And this is probably a very insulting way to call it. It's not old thinking. It's just thinking that's been around for a while. Before moving to Russia, I have never, not once in my life, met somebody who isn't in support of democracy, who doesn't think that it's the main way to go. And I'm not saying that Russians aren't democratic. You guys have democracy here. But I've also met communists. I've met monarchists. And I've met people who think that only certain groups should be able to vote based on their education or their wealth. And that's all stuff that, for me, having grown up in America and being told, hey, everyone's equal. We all get a vote. The government cannot run without us putting our voice and our votes in. It's all, for me, very eye-opening. And I hesitate to call them wrong, because I know that these thought processes don't just appear out of thin air. They have their benefits. They have their cons, everything like that. But it's just, I'm definitely a lot smarter and wiser now, even if I agree with these people, to just know that they exist in the world. Great answer. And you also mentioned the Mexican food. In the last episode, we had another Mexican-American on the podcast. He's living in a small town in Siberia, and he's always on the hunt for the best Mexican food inside Russia. And he will also come to Moscow, I think, in some weeks. Oh, nice. And he also wants to find Mexican food in Moscow. Maybe you have a recommendation for Mexican food in Moscow. I did. Unfortunately, it closed because of COVID. There's this really great Mexican place right by my university, the burritos they had just drip sauce. You could not eat it without making a mess. It was delicious. It was wonderful. I've looked around for some other places, and there is some Mexican food in Moscow. I'm sure I did a video on it, which we went to a few places. I think we went to, or we ate at two different Mexican places. I was impressed by the first with their flavor, but it's not really something that I would, a place I would go to a lot. So lot of money on me personally the second place i found very whelming 
their burrito had a noticeable lack of rice and beans. But it was tasty nonetheless, even if it wasn't Mexican. I'd love to move this guy to, to look for more <laughs> Mexican together. But, but yeah, generally, if I want Mexican food in Moscow, I have to make it myself. You also mentioned that you are living now four years in Moscow and you're still struggling a little bit with the language. So maybe you can tell us how do you man manage to navigate your daily life in Moscow with this language barrier? And you can also maybe tell the audience a little bit how you learned Russian and what kind of ways of learning Russian you think are the best ones that you would recommend to other people. Sure, yeah. I'll start off by saying that I am uniquely blessed by having an internationally blended family. My stepmother and stepbrother were born in Russia. My stepmother was born in the USR, but she's a Russian citizen. I've also got two half-brothers, half American, half Russian, obviously. So I wouldn't say I grew up hearing a lot of Russian, but I spent several years hearing Russian, listening to Russian music, even studying the basics of the language before I moved for a couple months. So for me, it was pretty easy to adjust. I already knew that kind of things. And for anything I didn't know, as long as it was very basic, it might not be the politest thing to do, but cashiers will understand when I point at what I want on the menu. I'll be like, Eta. they'll go, oh, okay, so you want this dish. And I won't understand them, but I'll just nod my head. Hopefully I'll get what I want. Or if I'm lost, I can just say metro and people will point me to the metro. From there I'll find a map. So it's not too difficult. That said, I do heavily recommend studying at least the basics of the language before moving here. I am constantly surprised how many foreigners I meet that have just arrived in Moscow or have been here for a couple months. And all they know is the best way to learn a language is to speak it, to practice it in a country where it's the primary language. But you're in a boat without a paddle if you come here without having studied at all. You need to at least know the basics, maybe from Duolingo or from speaking online already you can't just come here with no grasp of whatsoever you'll just be overwhelmed and you won't learn anything for months what aspects uh, of russian culture do you find the most interesting you already mentioned that for you it's very nice to study at the russian university because the cost is way lower than for example in the united states but what other major benefits does it have for you to live in russia i will say i really appreciate the Central Asian bakery found all over Moscow. Tajikistani, that kind of food, Samsa, Hachapuri. I love it. I understand in mind that due to the size of Russia and all the various cultures and nationalities of people living inside of it, this is technically Russian food. But in my heart, it, it feels more, how to say in a way that isn't offensive to Russians. Let's just say that I really appreciate it being here. It's cheap, it's tasty, it's fast. We don't really have an equivalent in America. We have bakeries, of course, but they're all European-style bakeries, sweets, coffees. If you want something savory, you have to sit down or get something to go from a fast food place. So I really appreciate being able to pop into a bakery. Hey, give me this piece of folded bread stuffed with meat, sauce, and potatoes, and I'll be able to just eat that on the go. It's fan and Fantastic. I love it. Another thing is that for whatever reason, libraries in America, or at least libraries that I've been to, they're, I wouldn't call them rare, but they're not all over the place like they are here in Moscow. Libraries in Moscow are everywhere. There's at least one for every station, basically. 
They're fantastic. They're quiet. They have internet, and a bathroom. As long as you have a card, you can go to any government-run one. I love libraries. I'm an introvert. I need a quiet place to sit down and study your work. Library is my go-to. You mentioned the Central Asian food, and I was just coming back from a one-week trip to Kazakhstan, actually. And the samsa that they ate there, it was out of this world, honestly, yeah. because it's like... I never had such a juicy samsa in Moscow even. So I really recommend to you maybe also go to Kazakhstan, to Uzbekistan, because they really make it on a different level even. But I also have another question. Now you were living in Russia for some time. You traveled between the countries, between the US, between Russia. What advice would you give to someone who's also considering to move to Russia? And how does your experience maybe help someone who wants to make the same move? For any Americans that are intending to move to Russia, let me just say, eat your Filipino butter before you move. It exists here, but it's rare and pricey. <laughs> uh, to the extent that a jar of peanut butter was my favorite gift from my last birthday. On a more serious note, again, learn at least the basics of the language. Learn how to use body language. Body language is fair if you don't know the actual language. And even when you do, body language seriously helps. Before I could speak Russian, I just gesture at things that I needed to get done or needed to do, needed to buy. And people were very kind and helpful about that. Uh, uh, don't bring alcohol on flights. I mean, technically, you can't on some of them, but those borders won't like it. Make sure you... I guess this is applicable all over the world, but I will say it again just to be safe. If you haven't done anything wrong, don't act nervous and you won't get stopped by the police. There's a lot more police here in Russia than there are in America, or at least police standing on corners and waiting and stuff. It's just, it was a little concerning for me at first. I hadn't done anything wrong, but it's that general instinct. Oh, law enforcement, gotta be able. There's really no problem. They're just make sure everything is safe, make sure everything is normal. It's totally fine to approach a police officer and ask for directions or advice. It's completely fine. Those are the main things, really. Everything else would just be advice for a little city, not necessarily think of Russia. And as for that, I can't really think much. Again, I'm not a city guy, I'm a town guy. I spend mm -hmm. most of my time in my room or at a library. Um, so you fixed the visa problem. You're studying Russian. Is it fair to say that you plan to live in Moscow for some years to come? And what are the reasons for that? Maybe to finish the education? Do you want to stay in Russia after you finish the education? What are your plans? My plans currently, although they are almost certainly going to change, are to remain living in Moscow for the next three years. After that, I intend to move back to the States and visit Moscow or some part of Russia probably every other summer. Every summer would be a little too much, financially speaking. And my original plan when I moved here was to study here from fall to spring, and then every summer go back home to visit friends and family. That didn't happen for a variety of reasons, such as COVID. I've been here the entire time. But I still like the idea of living and working in one place and getting to vacation with the other. Because at this point, I do consider both Tallahassee and Moscow to be a home for me. My main home in my heart is Tallahassee, but Moscow is still a home. It's still some place that I would be able to go to and relax to meet family and friends. But the reason for three years specifically is because it will give me the time to finish my studies, 
to gain work experience and save up money and be here for major events for my family. Any sort of marriage, because people tend to get married young here, graduation, since my older, they're not older than me, but the older pair of my younger siblings will be graduating college within that time, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, again, a lot of my family wants to live in Russia. I think it's a great idea. This place is fantastic. I love it here. But for me, my heart is still in Tallahassee. That's the culture I know best and feel most comfortable in. It's a small town and not a big city. I got to go back. You mentioned Tallahassee and Moscow. What would be maybe an interesting idea? Maybe you can move to St. Petersburg in Florida and St. Petersburg in Russia. So you never have to really change the name <laughs> of the city where you feel home in your mind. But Thank you very much for taking the time today for coming on to the Why Russia yeah. podcast. Maybe for the last question, do you have any recommendations in Moscow? If you have to mention like one restaurant, maybe one bar, maybe one library, I don't know, that you can recommend to the listeners. Well, that's a difficult one. I have a favorite bakery, but I don't even know the name of it. I just know where it is. It's by building. I've got a favorite library, but they're all the same mm. difference. And that said, I do recommend, I think it's, The May 1st library on Plotokagaya or something like that. Nice mm -hmm. place. It's quiet. It's close to a couple coffee shops. If you've only had American KFC, try Russian KFC. Those called rustics now. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think it's better here, even though the Burger King is worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every person's different. The things you like, they're not going to match mine, probably. Mm -hmm. Explore Moscow and find stuff you like for yourself. You mentioned the KFC. Did you try also the Russian McDonald's? Which McDonald's do you think is better? Do you think it's the American one or do you think it's the Vkusna i Tochka? Or is there not a big difference? I'm going to have to say, okay, first I have to clarify, Russian McDonald's and Vkusna Tochka are basically the same thing. There's pretty much no change in the menu, no change in how it's prepared. There's very little difference. I can't say which one is better between those two. But if I were to add American McDonald's to the mix, which is different from Vkusnitochka and was different from Russian McDonald's when it existed. I do prefer the American one just because we've had McRibs, we've had wings, and not like the breaded wings, which are good, but barbecue wings. Granted, they're all pretty crappy or quality, but still, it's just, that's more my style. Just uh, thank you very much for taking the time today for coming on to the Why Russia podcast. And yeah, enjoy yeah, your I'm studies in, in Moscow. And maybe in the future, we can, again, one day record an episode with some updates about, I think the visa situation is fixed right now, but maybe some other updates that are going on in Moscow. It's definitely an exciting place to be. A lot is happening always around you and me and the city. So yeah, have a great day and maybe talk to you soon. Yeah, that'd be great. After listening to the conversation so far, maybe now you're interested in moving to Russia. Or maybe you even have some questions regarding a visa for the Russian Federation. If this is the case, I can wholeheartedly recommend the team of movingtorussia.ru. They have answers regarding all the matters of relocating to Russia. To remind you once again, it is called movingtorussia.ru. 